So Dr. Bressman told me that there's an app called Seven, and it tells you about what is the best exercise to do in seven minutes. Do this exercise, then it fixes up the whole the whole the whole body. So I'm not making advertisement for this um, app, but I uh, just do want to say this introduction to what we're going to learn right now, a letter from the Rebbe addressed all the Jewish people. You can learn lots of things, and you don't really know if it's what you need to hear at this time and how to apply it, even if it's the right thing to hear, and it's for this time, but how do you apply it to yourself? So what's unique about a letter that the Rebbe writes to all the Jewish people was, first of all, it's something that it's relevant to every single Jew. And number two, it's it's a letter. It's a letter. I think the idea of a letter versus a talk is that it's it's something which is direct and personal and relevant and in a language that, that is... Um, uh, we, could, we, could, we could easily apply it to ourselves. If we um, go into this letter deeply, we're going to uh, come out with Hashem with a, uh, a richer um, appreciation for where we need to be uh, right now, and automatically, this is a letter that the Rebbe wrote on the 18th of El, which precedes the New Year, something which will give us a whole, um, put us in, or put us in a place we need to be as we approach the New Year. Let's go right to it. This letter is from um, Friday, Parshkisave, Eden Tevel, in 1987, Brooklyn, New York. The sons and daughters of Israel, wherever they are, God bless you all. Greetings and blessings. It's known that the whole month of El is a preparation for the new year, for Shoshana and for the new year, which is going to come for us and all the Jewish people for good in general. And therefore, it's a time for a serious soul accounting. This is especially true in the last 12 days of the year, beginning from the 18th of El, because from the 18th of El on on, there are 12 days left of the year that correspond to the 12 months of the year. Each day, we're supposed to make a calculation, a cheshman, for um, one month of the year. So from the 18th of El, we're supposed to make an accounting of where we were last year on the month of Tishrei, the first month of the year, and on the 19th of El, we're supposed to make an accounting of where we were last year, what was going on in our Cheshvan in the second month of the year, and so to the rest of the other last 10 days of the year. Especially because this present year, as this year also is, a year of Shemitah, a year of a sabbatical year. And therefore, our reflection has to be deeper than a regular year, especially because the beginning of this year, the head of the year, the Rosh Hashanah, fell out on the Shabbos something which elevates and sanctifies uh, this year and everything in this year, including the daily life of this year, of this passing year, to a higher level of holiness. So if in a regular year we have to have a serious soul accounting in preparation for the new year, how much more so a sabbatical year, and how much more so a year that began, the, the, the head of the year was a Shabbos, how much more so does this have to have a real sense, uh, a, a real 
um, honest, true accounting. How far did our behavior go in the days and the month of this passing year in sync with the demand of the Torah at this time? And what can we fix? What can we complete? What can we enhance and all the above? Especially in these last days of the year, in order that we should be able to start the coming year in the appropriate height, or to start the coming year in the right, the right way, in the right height, what can we do now to correct, complement, and enhance of this past year? Never continues. We've spoken about this in previous occasions, but underscoring this again, it always always is beneficial that a accounting and good decisions that you make because of this accounting needs this accounting the good decisions we make have to encompass all three areas all three pillars the Talmud says that the world rests on three pillars Torah prayer and kindness and through these three pillars the whole world is um, on solid footing this, this, these are the pillars of the world and so to the small world, that is man, when each of, so in order that um, each of these pillars that we're standing on should be the way they're meant to be, they need to be permanent. They need to, they need to be permanent in time and space. And also, and on the contrary, not just also, but the main thing is these three pillars have to be set in our soul. The Torah, prayer, and kindness, they have to be, they have to be something that we take home to us, not just in time and space, that we have a set time when we do those things, prayer and kindness, but that to be set in our soul. Uh, just an um, interesting thing, um, interesting exchange that Alfred Ebba once had uh, with another uh, member of the community in Vilna who questioned the need for the Alfred Ebba to introduce this whole um, school of Chabad teachings, and he said to Alter, what do you want to accomplish all these teachings? And the Alter said, I want that even simple people, businessmen, should have a set time to study Torah. So the man retorted, in Vilna, everyone has a set time to study Torah. So Alter said, not just a set time to study Torah, but should be set in the soul. Kvius set, not just in time, but in the soul. On the other hand, uh, that's the story of the Alter On the other hand, there's another letter where Rebbe writes that in order to have something set in your soul, the first step is to have it set in time. I remember when I was a uh, uh, camper from camp, came home, one of my counselors uh, sent this letter to the Rebbe to me uh, in, in his words. He says, this is a time to pay attention to the three T's. I was eight years old then. Torah, prayer, and kindness. Okay, so besides, so how do we, how do we make this, the Torah, prayer, and kindness be set in our soul? The Rebbe says as follows. Beside, let's go to Torah first. Torah, besides the fact that we have to have a set time to actually study Torah, set times by day and by night when we study Torah, that's be set in our soul. What does that mean? That we that whatever we learn in God's Torah, God's Torah is called a Torah of life. It's a lesson in life. It should permeate and encompass our entire being, our entire entire perspective, our entire um, uh, our entire the way we look at the world. 
the things we learn in Torah, they should encompass and permeate our whole being, our whole way of, of recognizing things, our whole paradigm, until that when you study, the Talmud says study is great, says the Talmud, because study brings to action, and action means mitzvahs, so that what we're learning should find reflection in all of our behavior in daily life, even after we finish learning. So that's how we set our Torah study to be in our soul by thinking about, and not just thinking about, but bringing the Torah in, to permeate our behavior, to actually do what we learn. And even after we finish learning throughout the day, we're affected by what we learn. That's regarding Torah. The second pillar that our world stands on, our personal world, our small world stands on, is Aveda. Aveda means prayer. In addition to the fact that prayer has to be done at a certain time and with a minion, we need to also serve Hashem with our hearts. And this, it has, the, the prayer has to encompass and permeate the whole heart and soul. So that we should know before whom we stand, that, that our knowledge while we pray, it says in the Talmud, you have to know before whom you stand, you have to be conscious and think for whom you stand. And so this should, our, um, our understanding of this, our, our, not just understanding, our sensitivity to this in, in our heart and our soul should, should find expression practically throughout the day that, so that whatever we do, we do for the sake of God, even after we finish praying. So, in other words, what's, this, what's a litmus test that our prayers have, have reached our soul and they're set in our souls? An a expression of this is, is that we know before whom we stand, that we're conscious of Hashem's presence even after we finish davening, and so that when we do something, a mundane thing, all of your deeds should be the sake of heaven means all of your mundane things that you're doing, all the things which are private and personal and have seemingly no connection to uh, service of God, but because you've prayed and because you've uh, brought to a, a recognition in yourself that you're standing before Hashem at all times, and you know why you're here in this world, because you've opened your heart to Hashem and davening, and you're, and you're connected to Him with love. So that finds expression even after you finish davening. As the Baal Shem Tov taught, and his birthday is on the 18th of El, Baal Shem Tov taught that every, a person is to serve Hashem with all that he has, and with all of his faculties, because God wants us to serve Him in all ways. So... So that's how we bring our prayers to be set in our soul, not just we have a set time to pray, not just, not just to pray to a minion, but service of the heart means that this experience of knowing before whom we're standing is something that uh, permeates our, our soul and heart in a way uh, that the rest of the day we strive to whatever we're doing for the sake of God. And that's really the very, the content of the very first words of prayer and thanks that we say as soon as you wake up from, from sleeping, you say, I offer thanks to you, King. That a person always remembers that he is standing before the King of all kings, the Holy One, blessed be he. That's how we bring our davening into to be set in our soul. Now let's go to kindness. In addition to actually kind, doing kindness and charity in a simple sense, this also includes being kind with your body, and kind with your soul, and kind with your money, both to the rich and to the poor, both to those who are rich and poor spiritually as well. 
So in addition to um, actually giving tzedakah with, with money, this also includes with your body, things you could do, you know, like, for example, um, visiting the sick or um, helping out someone, you know, and uh, um, with your soul. You know Torah, you know Aleph and Beis, someone else does not know Aleph and Beis, or giving them kindness, giving them love. So um, whatever uh, a person uh, does throughout the day, um, there's always opportunities to do kindness. Because Hashem has given us all these resources, our money, our body, our soul. And so the Rebbe says, in addition to doing all those things, all whatever we do, all the ways that we help others and give to others, we have to do this in a way where it's permeated and saturated with true love of our fellow Jew. Because love of our fellow Jew is the is the general principle of Torah. General principle of Torah is love your fellow like yourself. In addition to giving of your soul and giving of your money and giving of with your body um, to others, to do this with a feeling of Avisisrael, do this with a feeling of love. And it's known that teaching the Alter Rebbe, the Eikin Devel was his birthday as well. The Alter Rebbe taught, it says in the Torah, love your fellow like yourself. And the Alter Rebbe said, loving your fellow like yourself is a vessel to loving God. In other words, how do you bring yourself to love God? The best way the best vessel to receive that experience, the love of God, is by loving your fellow Jew like yourself. And loving God is connected to loving Torah. Because the Torah is called the Torah of God. So, as Rebbe explained on another occasion, that named the Baal Shem Tev, that these three loves are all one love of God, love of Torah, love of the Jewish people, are all love, one love. So, by, by acting in a way of love, and not just acting in a way of love, but doing deeds of kindness in a way that's saturated with, with Abbas Yisrael, with a feeling of love, this will bring us to love God and to love Torah. Okay, so that's where our calculation uh, for the coming year has to be. Our, is our Torah, is our prayer, is our kindness, is it set in our soul? Is it something we're doing? And more, is it something that's part of us? So briefly, to recap, uh, if, our, if our Torah study is part of us, that means that we take instruction from our Torah study and it affects what we do the rest of the day. If our prayer is, is something that's part of us, what happens is, is that the rest of the day we try to do, we do things for the sake of God. We're, we're, we, we are conscious of God's presence the whole day. And our kindness has to not just be something that we do with our body and with our money, but it has to be saturated with a feeling of love for our fellow Jew, which will bring us also to um, love God and love Torah because love, loving God, loving Torah and loving Jewish people are all in love. So all the above, this, this calculation we're making about the coming year, the decisions we're making, and the actual deeds we're doing um, has to be lifted to the level of Shabbos. So that's what we're meant to do. So we have for this a promise of our Torah, the Torah of life. We have an initial introductory message from Torah before we begin all these things. And that is God's words, I don't ask according to my power, God says, I only ask according to their to your power. God demands from a person according to their ability of each man and woman, from young to old. And so we receive from God full strength to fulfill the will of God perfectly and joyfully. And we get additional strength in this month of El the month when God's 13 attributes of mercy, when God's mercy is shining 
and it illuminates to every single Jewish man and woman. God's kindness and mercy extends and shines to every single man and woman. And even if a person doesn't feel this openly because of the physicality of the world, because of the darkness of the exile, even if we don't feel God's mercy and kindness that he's shining upon each of our souls, but our soul does feel it. So it, it feels the light of, with the light of the king's face, there is life. The soul feels God shining his face upon the soul. As the author explains at length, the unique power, the unique quality of the month of Elul with his parable of the king in the field. The king, before coming to the city, all the people of the city go out and greet the king in the field. And then in the field, everyone who wants to can go and greet him. And he greets everybody with a beautiful face and shows everyone a smiling face. And when he goes back to the city, they follow, they follow him back to the city. That's the parable of that. So from the 18th of Elanon, God gives us more life and energy, inner vitality, in all matters that are connected to the month of Elul. From the 18th of Elul and on, God gives us, there's more energy and more vitality and more of, of the, the, the king in the field is, to, to, is it's a whole different, it, it, this experience of Hashem's kindness and mercy and how this shines to each of us, this takes on a whole new life, a whole new energy in the, from the 18th of Elul and on. So that concludes with a blessing. May it be God's will that every single man and woman should meditate more and delve deeply more in the meaning of what, what has been said and, uh, think of, and to think about the unusual opportunities that these days bring them and to use these days in the full measure. Especially in each of us, we, it is fulfilled the verse in each of us, there is, there is a verse of, that King David said that is fulfilled in each of us. What's the verse that, that, that King David said? God, King David, the sweet singer of Israel, said on behalf of every Jew, Turn to me, God, and be gracious to me, and give your strength to your servant. This is something that happens to each of us. So certainly all of this uh, will add in the inscribing and sealing of each of us for good, for the coming year for good, all that each of us needs for ourselves and for our family, amongst all of our brethren, Jewish people, may they live and be well. With honor and with blessing to be successful in all the above for a good and sweet year, both materially and spiritually together. And there is signature. So just to conclude, uh, just to recap, Rebbe is asking us to meditate deeply in this message of making our Torah and our prayer and our kindness to be something that's permanent in our soul, something that's part of part of who we are, and to realize that Hashem is giving us a unique opportunity at this time. It's not just that the king is in the field, as it is. It, that's true the whole month, but from the eighth of Elon on, there is a new life that Hashem grants us um, in this experience, and even if we don't feel the kings in the field, we don't feel how God's shining His face upon us, our soul does feel this, and uh, we're therefore empowered to to uh, bring to fruition 
all of the ideas that uh, that we're learning about. So again, in short, that Torah study shouldn't just be something that we have a set time to, to do, but something that we apply in our lives. Our prayer should bring us to the recognition all day and for whom we're standing in prayer. Our prayer, our prayer should um, bring us to all day to do things for the sake of God. That, that's, that, that then you know that your prayers touch your heart and soul because it's something that, that stays with you even after you finish praying. Just like after you finish studying Torah, you apply what you learn because the Torah study has reached you. And so to our kindness has to be done with a feeling of Abbas Yisrael, with love for a fellow Jew, which will bring us to love God and love Torah more. And this will bring enhance all the blessings of God for all good uh, for each of us and all of us. That's the conclusion of the uh, class today. And uh, have a great day. All to you.